Welcome to the Wednesday edition of Couch Potato Diary, coming to you from the Clearwater Cleaning Solutions broadcast studio. Clearwater Cleaning Solutions is a locally owned commercial and residential cleaning company who specializes in commercial cleaning from shared workspaces and commercial buildings to medical clinics, retail stores, production facilities, and high-rise building maintenance. Check them out online, clearwatercleaningsolutions.com. Find me online, social media. I am on Twitter and Instagram at primetimecline, twitch.tv slash primetimepk. You can email the show, Couch Potato Diary at yahoo.com. The music for the show comes from Wasted Talent. NHL program today going to be looking at uh, teams that are intriguing coming up to the trade deadline, and we'll hear from Clearwater Cleaning Solutions at the end of the program. So, the going through this, one thing I noticed um, in just going through the, the teams as we get ready for the NHL's trade deadline, the, the West significantly more interesting than the Eastern Conference is this season. I, I, I really do feel as we are now less than a month away from the NHL trade deadline on March 21st, I, I really do feel like a lot of the teams that are intriguing to me come out of the West. And there are a couple of reasons for that. A, a couple of surprise teams. Uh, B, a couple of teams that are surprisingly bad. And in the East, it's kind of, I don't want to say status quo because Florida's up there, but there's just not a lot of wiggle room there. But let's get into it. And there was a few teams right off the bat that kind of checked off a couple of boxes. A, a bunch of cap room. B, pretty good team. C, had all of their picks. And we'll start with the Minnesota Wild, who will have $11 million in cap space by the time the deadline rolls around. They currently sit third in a very competitive central division. I really like this Minnesota Wild team. I, I think they are one of those teams we talked about with Calgary the other day about how this is a team that can play fast. This is a team that can defend pretty well. And this is a team that has some all right goaltending. And I, I think that when you look at adding to this Wild team, I, I get very interested because of all the cap space they have, because they have all their draft picks, and because they are, again, in an extremely competitive division. And when you have a young superstar like they have in Kaprasov, then all of a sudden, it makes a little bit more sense to be a little bit more aggressive. So the Wild are one of the teams that I am quite interested in as we approach the deadline. Same thing for the Nashville Predators. They have all of the cap space. I think it's in the 30 millions uh, right around the, the deadline. They are currently in a playoff spot, which caught me off guard. I thought we were now starting to see the decline of the Nashville Predators, but they just keep hanging around. And again, all of the draft picks, if this was a team that wanted to get crazy and just add a couple of dudes at the deadline and really make a push for this, I think the Preds could do it. I also look at the LA Kings, a team that has $7 million in cap space, again, in a playoff spot, and they have some intriguing young players. If they wanted to package a couple things up and try to make a bit of a move, they could. If they wanted to just add maybe an expiring to this team to try to push so that you get into the playoffs, you could. And I think one of the reasons why the Kings and the next team on this list intrigue me is because you have a lot of young players who you want to see get that experience of a playoff spot. I have often said... No team should be run on, well, let's just make the playoffs and see. I think there is a, a group of that for a little bit of time in a franchise, and I think the Kings are in that spot right now where it's, you want to see your young kids get that playoff experience and then hope to develop off of that and build into a, a sustainable contender. Um, 
And so I think the Kings being able to to add maybe a couple of pieces at the deadline and help push their young kids into that postseason spot would be a really good spot for them. Then you have an Anaheim Ducks team. And you, you have a couple of, I guess, we're now into the tweener teams in this spot because you have the Anaheim Ducks who have a bunch of cap space. I believe they have all their draft picks. You, you have a, a team that I've said was a star away from making a, a real run at this thing in the Pacific Division, which... Calgary has been better than expected. Vegas is always going to be very good. But aside from that, it feels wide open, all due respect to Edmonton. It feels like there's a real opportunity here for the Anaheim Ducks to make a push. But you also have Lindholm, who is on an expiring contract and is someone who would be the most attractive option in the, the trade market if he were to become available. And for Anaheim, this is the, the opportunity... I think you could try to make a blockbuster deal. Like if, if you wanted to go out and add like a, a Chikrin or someone along those lines with Lindholm maybe being a catalyst for that, we'll see what Arizona is is looking for. But I, I really I really think that the, the Ducks are set up in a perfect way to make a, a real blockbuster type of a move. So they're, they're a team that has a seller type of a piece, but also will be looking to buy. Same thing kind of goes for the, the Dallas Stars. They don't have the same cap room as the, the Anaheim Ducks, but they are currently in contention in the Western Conference. I think they're three points out of a playoff spot. They also have Klingberg, who is readily available on an expiring contract. You have Pavelski and Radulov, who are available on expiring contracts. So again, you have a Dallas Stars team, not a lot of cap space, but teams can get creative, but you, you have a Stars team that I think would be looking to buy to get into the playoffs because you have a, a lot of veterans on this team and like you're not you're not in blow it up mode just yet with this group. Now, if they wanted to, then things get a little bit more interesting. But I, I think that they are they're in a tricky spot and this is this next month is going to be massive for the Dallas Stars. They are a team, not only are we watching for trades, but they're a team that could really seesaw either way. If they go on a real run here and get into playoff contention, or if the wheels start to fall off of this team a little bit, I think that can really shape the deadline. We talked about these guys the other day, the Winnipeg Jets. I think they decide if this deadline, these next two teams actually decide if this deadline is going to be really interesting or, oh, okay, well, that was, that was fun. You have a Jets team that is clearly, I think, out of a playoff spot and clearly going in a different direction with Paul Maurice. And I think you have some veteran players who would be interesting to move. You have some guys who are peak-ish uh, who would be interesting to move. You have a lot of players on this team who I think could help contending teams if the Jets wanted to, to blow it up. And the same thing goes for the, the San Jose Sharks. I've talked a bunch about how I think Hurdle and Meyer could be potential game changers. And if the Sharks really wanted to just kaboom then this trade deadline gets extremely interesting to me. And those two guys move to the, the top of any list for this is a very interesting trade deadline. You have the Seattle Kraken, who obviously year one has not gone very well. Almost all of their forwards are on expiring contracts. You have Mark Giordano, who is apparently available. And the thing that is interesting, this is a team that is looking to sell, that has pieces to sell, that has a boatload of cap space like if they wanted to move Giordano they could move him to anyone and just eat his whole salary and bring in extra picks off of that like they are I think the selling team in that spot and because of that I'm very interested in what Seattle does so I, I think the, those last few teams that we just mentioned are the teams that kind of dictate how this 
trade deadline season is going to go. There's obviously more interesting teams in the West, right? Like Vegas is incredibly interesting right now. The Flames are obviously incredibly interesting right now. The Oilers making a bit of a push. Where do they fit in with everything? But because the, the Flames move out their first round pick, because Vegas is perpetually up against the salary cap, same thing goes for the Edmonton Oilers. I just don't see those teams being in this category. We'll obviously watch and see what those teams do, as we'll do with everyone. But I think these are the teams. I like that group at the top that has the cap space. I like that group in the middle that could go either way. And then the teams at the bottom that are the sellers that have a real opportunity, for lack of a better term, to make this interesting. In the East, there just isn't really a lot there. Like There's a couple where you kind of squint at it. But the one that would fit into that Minnesota, Nashville, LA Kings kind of tier from the West would be the New York Rangers. Again, Tons of cap space. They have all their first and second round picks. Plus, they got the blue second round pick from the Buchnevich deal in the offseason, which, by the way, I hated. And again, I will be the first to admit I was wrong on the Rangers. I'm happy I was wrong on the Rangers. They are, I've talked about this with some other teams before, the NHL is better when the New York Rangers are a relevant hockey team. And right now, they are relevant. And I hated their offseason. I thought they were right on the cusp of being an excellent hockey team, and they went in the exact wrong direction that I would have wanted them to go, but now you look at what they have built, and this is a team that is firmly in a playoff spot right now in the Eastern Conference, and again, tons of cap space, tons of draft capital. I expect the Rangers to go big game hunting at the trade deadline. Then you get into the, yeah, they could, and that's the the Boston Bruins. They have $5 million in cap space, they, they certainly aren't the dominant force that they had been in the past, but if this is, they are always a team that is looking to get better and always a team that is looking to add around the trade deadline with $5 million in cap space at the deadline. And I, I don't know if it's a glaring need at second line center, but it's definitely, I would suggest a want at second line center. I would be interesting if the Bruins and someone else on this list got, um, got, kind of into it, and we'll talk about that in a matter of moments here. The Islanders are a team that I think, again, has the opportunity to make this deadline a bit more interesting, because we are already hearing potentially Zdeno Chara could become available. I don't think that's the blockbuster that it used to be, but they do have quite a few pieces on that team that I think would interest a lot of people if the Islanders decided to blow it up. I I think, personally, the the reason I don't have the Islanders as a, okay, this is the team that could decide how this deadline goes— I don't see them doing it. I, I think that this is going to be a, a an Islanders team that's like, okay, we've been on a pretty good heater for a while. This year, a lot of things have just kind of come back down to earth, but this is just a, a one-year blip. So I, I could see the Islanders maybe selling off a couple of expiring contracts and then just trying to build for next year and give it another go. The Philadelphia Flyers are the team in the East that I think could, could blow it up. And like, there's obviously other seller type teams at the deadline, like Ottawa and the the Devils, like those aren't playoff teams, but I just, I don't think there's anything really of note on any of those teams. That's like, Oh my God. But the Philadelphia Flyers, I think they have a lot of interesting pieces if they want to blow it up. And we just talked a team in need of some center help with some cap space, not a lot, but some cap space is the Boston Bruins and Claude Giroux to the Boston Bruins, I think would be, Real interesting. And I, I I love that fit of Giroux in Boston. I'm sure, like, cap-wise, there's a lot that would have to get worked out. But he just, he kind of, if he's not a flyer, he feels like a Bruin, doesn't he? And then if they want, like, Braun, I think, would be 
a, a highly sought after defenseman in this market. And then if they wanted to like some of those secondary pieces in Philadelphia, you like a lot. So if the Flyers, again, another team, if they decide to just kaboom this NHL trade deadline, then I think this, this gets really interesting really quickly. A couple quick notes from Major League Baseball. First, we should be getting ready for spring training now. And we're not because there's a lockout going on and it's so frustrating. And it's someone pointed out today, like it's just, there is some kind of, especially when you live in a place like here in Calgary, some kind of like dopamine hit that you get when you turn on a TV and there's palm trees and it's beautiful and it's sunny and there's the the boys of summer out there playing. It's just like an, okay, we can get through this. We can do this. Instead, it's just nothing right now from baseball. And I continue to be stunned by this because there isn't that core issue that baseball and the players association are really hung up on that it's like okay well that these are going to be the things th these are going to be the hills that they die on there's a lot of yeah we'd like that no we'd like that yeah we would like that oh we don't want that Th there's a lot of that and it's just it's stunning to me that they are allowing all of this to go on again when we are in the midst of a pandemic where a lot of people, and yours truly included, have lost jobs and have had a, a lot of their lives just completely turned upside down. And the fact that baseball is doing this when there, again, really isn't a whole lot there to really get upset about is just, it's, it's, it's shocking to me. It really is shocking to me. Um, a couple of other news and notes, things from baseball, the New York Na uh, Yankees announcing the Jersey retirement of Paul O'Neill. Paul O'Neill is a really tricky one, I think for, for Yankee, um, I guess, honoring because he is absolutely someone who, when, when I, it, when I eventually get to go to Yankee stadium, I think there should be something there for Paul O'Neill. I, I think he really did kind of change the direction for the Yankees when he comes from the Reds in the, the mid nineties and is a big part of the turnaround, but at the same time, Jersey retirement, especially for a franchise like the Yankees, like he is, he is an extremely important role player on the Yankees. And I just don't think that Jersey retirements, especially for a team like the Yankees, I just don't think that it should. I, I, I don't think that Paul O'Neill fits the criteria uh, criteria I would have for a New York Yankee to get his jersey retired. But again, from a Yankee standpoint, I think there should definitely be something there honoring him. And this is why, in theory, I don't hate the idea of like the, the forever of flames thing for the Calgary Flames. It's just the way they use it that's fucking stupid. But I, I think for the like the, the the actual honoring of players, I think there needs to be some tears. Like there there should be in at the Dome, there should be some recognition of guys like Conroy and Regeer and those types of dudes. But at the same time, are they Jersey retirement level? D probably not. Same thing goes here. Like, th there should absolutely be something for the Paul O'Neills and those types of guys. Uh, <laughs> I, I was going to say Bernie. Well, Bernie might be a step above. But even still, like, guys, guys who are kind of those second-tier dudes, that isn't Jersey retirement. To be perfectly frank... I can't, like, off the top of, I would have to Google what Paul O'Neill's number was. Like, it's, if someone was wearing Paul O'Neill's jersey number today on the Yankees, it, it wouldn't be like, oh my god, I can't believe DJ LeMahieu was wearing Paul O'Neill's number. Like, that's, that that's not something that really strikes me. Whereas, if someone was wearing Jerome McGinley's number on the Flames, that's weird. So, I, I think that there needs to be 
kind of a, a second tier of honoring. Like, I'm not saying don't honor Paul O'Neill. I'm not saying he wasn't important to the Yankees. But when you have a franchise that's won a billion World Series and has been kind of the cornerstone of Major League Baseball on this recent run for the last, like, 30 years, although haven't won a championship since 2009, but it just, it feels... It doesn't feel like it lives up to the standards of a Jersey retirement. Happy for Paul O'Neill, happy for Yankee fans, honor them all you want. But Jersey retirement, is just, it, it, it's a bit much. The, the last one here, before we hit a bit of a musical break. Freddie Freeman, reports are indicating that he is apparently not going to re-sign with the Atlanta Braves. Couple of notes on this. First of all, that sucks. Because he just, he to me, should be an Atlanta Brave for life. And you look at it now, like he was with that team when they were so bad. And now they are so good. And he, for, for him to not like fully be, I mean, he won a World Series, but for him to not to be a part of it, it would just, it would just be weird to me. But then you look at it from the Blue Jay fan standpoint and I, I get excited because I think he is the exact perfect fit that the Toronto Blue Jays need right now. When you look at what this team needs, I think that while this offense is extremely good, this is a team that I think needs a little bit more of a left-handed pop in their lineup. Like, it is very right-handed heavy as you go on. Springer, righty. Bichette, righty. Vlad, righty. Teoscar, righty. Guriel, righty. Grichuk, ugh, righty. Um, Biggio, hey, lefty. Jansen, righty. Espinal, righty. You go to the bench. Alejandro Kirk, righty. Kevin Smith, righty. Like, you could maybe do the catcher platoon with Reese McGuire, but I don't even... I'm out on Reese McGuire. I don't think he's a big league player. That's just, that's my opinion. When you look at Toronto, I get that this is a team that covets positional flexibility, right? That's why they like guys like Espinal. It's why they like guys like Biggio. It's why they like guys like... Guriel. They like to have those guys who can move around. And Freddie Freeman, if he comes to the Blue Jays, given the development of Vladimir Guerrero Jr. and his development at first base, Freddie Freeman is probably just designated hitter for this team at this point. And that takes away the flexibility in your lineup of having, okay, Bichette needs a day off, so we can move him to DH, we can move Espinal to short, we can move Kevin to here, we can move Kevin Smith to da 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 Like, it, it takes away a lot of the flexibility, and this is a Blue Jays team that's like to have that designated spot hitter spot open. However, this is also a Blue Jays team that I think would like to win, and Freddie Freeman contributes to winning. I would suggest in a game-changing way. And for the Blue Jays, they lost one of those veteran players that you need in Marcus Simeon. That is a big hole to fill in their lineup that you are, with all due respect, not substantially or adequately filling with Kevin Biggio or a full season of Santiago Espinal. You get a lot closer with a Freddie Freeman. And I, if you are looking at a Blue Jays team that could make a big splash, I think there would be no splash bigger. And I also would absolutely love it because when I talk about this being a, I think, desperate need for the Toronto Blue Jays, it is a desperate need for the New York Yankees as they are a team that needed to go out at the deadline and get Joey Gallo, who couldn't hit worth a damn with the Yankees, to get an Anthony Rizzo, who played better, but I would have some concerns about with the, the, the Yankees going forward. I, I think that the Yankees, 
when you look at teams that need that left-handed pop, the Yankees are a team that needs that left-handed pop in their lineup right now. So once we just need this whole stupid lockout thing to get out of the way because we're on the verge of an extremely entertaining baseball offseason. And I just, I want that back, but I want spring training. Just give me spring training, please. The music that you hear from Couch Potato Diary is provided by Wasted Talent. You can find them on Instagram at Wasted Talent with X's where the A's would be. You can also find their producer on Instagram at Tommy Fresh Music. Big news around these parts, as you've heard for a bit, that you are listening to Couch Potato Diary from the Clearwater Cleaning Solutions broadcast studio. Well, we have re-upped with Clearwater Cleaning Solutions for the rest of the year, um, so we are extremely excited about that and extremely honored that Clearwater Cleaning Solutions wants to, to stay a part of the team. And here to talk about that is Ali Burra. Uh, Ali, thank you so much for doing this. Um, I guess just first question for you today is um, Clearwater Cleaning Solutions. We've talked about them. We've talked about a lot of the different deals that they have. But just for people who maybe don't know, give us a bit of a rundown of the services that Clearwater Cleaning Solutions provides. Sure. So we are a commercial and residential uh, cleaning company. Um, you know, we service Calgary and Edmonton mainly right now uh, and a few surrounding areas like Cochrane, obviously, um, um, Cochrane and Chestermere and High River and, you know, the, the, the small towns around Airdrie, uh, around Calgary. Um, you know, we we do really everything. Um from kitchen cleaning to offices to restaurants to box stores you name it we clean it nice um if someone wants to to set up a cleaning well what's the the process like for that sure so really we we try to push people to the website obviously um they're able to book residential cleanings right from the website um or they're able to uh call the office uh at 403-274-3998 and deal with Leah, who is our um, our great um, residential manager. And if it's a commercial thing, that's that's a little more. Uh, we we kind of go in and do a quote, and uh, we kind of set it up that way. But residential is probably the easiest way to uh, to book a cleaning. Now, I, I've I've had my place cleaned by Clearwater Cleaning Solutions, and I said uh, a few times one of the things that really stuck out to me was the the attention to detail. The, the joke I made is there was stuff I didn't even know was dirty until I got right. home. It's like, oh, that's what that's supposed to look like. How important is that uh, attention to detail with Clearwater? Well, I think it's it's the number one thing. You know, we 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 try to get the nooks and crannies that, like you said, you don't see. Uh, you know, we we provide our cleaners with some thorough training to make sure that they're 
reaching the areas that um, are the hardest to get to. Um, you know, they're provided with checklists to go through every day before they enter your house or a house and make sure that when they leave, all the all those checklists are complete. Um, you know, we take pictures of everything to make sure that the job is getting done properly. Okay. Um, and, and I guess now, like with, with the world being what it is and cleanliness being so important, that, that the, those steps and everything being done properly is just that much more important, hey? For sure. You know, most people are so, I guess, paranoid now, right, with COVID and um, everything being clean. So we try to make sure that we take away your paranoia by doing the best job, best job that we can. Now, um, with with the partnership that we have with Couch Potato Diary and Clearwater Cleaning Solutions, you guys had the, the song lessons earlier. Um, we had the naming contest for, for C-Dub, who we can see behind you on the video here. Right. Um, it, it certainly seems like supporting local and kind of giving back is important to you. Where, where does that come from? I think that comes from my community. Um, being a, a, a Muslim, I guess, we, we like to give back to, to our community. Uh, my family, we, we do a lot of community work and I, I find that what you put out in the universe is what you get back so um and I'm able to afford to do these things now so I figure why not better someone else's life or try to help someone else who is less fortunate than I am mm-hmm. um I really believe in those things so uh, that's why we try to do as much community outreach as we can we obviously we're just we've only been in business three and a half years so we're just a brand new company so you know, obviously the steps are small right now, but I, I think as we as we build and grow, um, our community outreach will be a lot bigger than it is right now. Um, don't want to catch you off guard with this one, but um, you, you said still a, a new company, still learning, still growing. Well, what do you think right. is the, the next step in the evolution for, for Clearwater? Oh, you know, I, I, we, we discuss all the time of where we want to take the company next. And I think the next step for us is because we have our own chemical line that we created, um, it's branded with Clearwater Cleaning Solutions. I think that that is our next step of supplies and chemicals. Um, how do we get into the market share of supplies and chemicals? Um, once we've kind of tackled and, and exhausted the residential and commercial side, I think that uh, chemicals and supplies is our next step. And uh and building our own app actually is is something that I really want to do too. Mm. We have an app currently right now that we um, partnered with a company out of Nova Scotia. Um, but I think building our own app is um, the way that Clearwater is going to go in the next five years. Um, with a company that's so new, like obviously you want to, to keep moving forward and keep like progressing. Do right. you also give yourself a little bit of time to like, hey, we, we've actually come a long ways here in three and a half oh. years. For sure, all the time. And, uh, you know, I'm very lucky to to have grown the company as much as I have. Um, But at the end of the day, um, the team that I work with does a fantastic job. And and, um, I I couldn't have done it without them either. But, yeah, we've come a long way in three and a half years for sure. Um, From where I was when I started working in a small office out of my parents' warehouse to having my own office and stuff like that, we've come a long way for sure. Nice. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, now, selfishly, you, you recently re-upped here with, with Couch Potato Diary for the rest of the year. Sure. I feel weird asking these questions like, hey, can you no. tell me why I'm awesome? Um, <laughs> uh, why, why was this this partnership something that, that was working for you? You know, to be honest, I, I, we always wanted to, it, it's about building our brand while 
you building your brand and, and obviously I used to listen to you on the radio all the time and um, you know, following you on social media, I, I thought that you kind of came out at the same time when I came out. So I thought the two of us building a partnership together would be something fun. And um, I, I feel like you, we kind of connected at the best possible time. And um, to be honest, I, we're, we're, we're always looking at how we can um, uh, get our name out there. Uh, like, because, you know, we're such a new company. So any way we can get our name out there, we're going to do it. So, and I, and I found that um, partnering with you was a no-brainer, to be honest with you. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you. No, no, uh, no, I'm sure. Glad I didn't scare you away from my, my last no. show. <laughs> no, no, you didn't. Trust me. <laughs> um, now, there's a lot going on sports-wise right now. Well, what's been catching your attention in the sports world? Well, obviously the Flames, right? Uh, right. Ten in a row. Can't, uh, can't deny that they look, they're looking actually really good right now. Um, yeah, really, you know, to be honest, I, I'm a sports fan, but the Flames is really all I really pay attention to right now. Mm-hmm. It's all I have time for. Um, other than that, I watch a little bit of wrestling here and there. I know you're a wrestling fan, but um, we, yeah, it's really the Flames that I really pay attention to the most. Yeah, how, how much fun from a, a Flames fan perspective has this run been after so long of kind of, <laughs> for lack of a better term, mediocrity? Mediocrity, uh, for now, sure. Now, now, now to go through this run, that must be pretty fun from a fan perspective. Yeah, it is. Uh, it, it's also, uh, what have you done for me lately, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, once they kind of get to the playoffs, we'll kind of see. It was kind of like this when they played when they won the West here a few years ago and then got slapped by Colorado. So, yeah, you know, I guess, I guess Sutter hockey is different than Bill Peters or whatever, whoever the coach was at that time. But I guess we'll have to find out and see. You think Johnny Gaudreau stays past this year? I hope so. Uh, it's going to be hard to, to sign him, Kachuk and Manjapani. So we'll mm-hmm. see. Yeah. I'd like to keep him. Uh, I don't know if he does stay, but I hope he does. I, I think he's, He's a driving force in the entire. All team, right, that's really. the show. Thank yeah. you guys no, so much. Thank you to Clearwater Cleaning like Solutions goes, again go, hey. for being for such sure. a big supporter well, of this Linda show. Extremely proud to driving, have them as a the part team, of this team, a very big Johnny, part of this have, team. Right? And they yeah. want to no, let no, you know that you can give the gift of time during the month of February. Call in and book a residential cleaning for someone you love and get fourteen percent off when you call four zero three two seven four three nine nine eight. Mention your phone about the Clearwater Cleaning Solutions. Ollie, thank you so much, man. Thank you do it for us here and today. And Thank you guys on. again for listening. Um, so coming up www. tomorrow, going to be back on twitch.tv slash primetimepk. Have something big planned for Friday, a big interview. I don't like fully giving out the details because if something falls through, then I sound like an idiot and I don't like to do that. I do that enough on my own. Um, I don't need like to accidentally do that. So uh, just know that there's a big interview planned for Friday's show. And yeah, I'll talk to you guys all later. I'm out.